Hello, welcome back to the podcast. We got the normal guest here, Jamie. Jamie, say hello. Welcome everybody in. We got some weird stuff going on in the world right now uh, with this Chinese spy balloon. Not sure how that was like even a thing really at this moment, but it's a good little distraction to throw at the world. Um, We haven't really been up to much. We've just been kind of hanging out, but... Something that we did do the other night that kind of is interesting is we finally watched the Men Who Stare at Goats movie. So good. Uh, Yeah, so good. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. If you're ever into sort of conspiracy theory, well, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's based on a true story um, about the government starting, well, it was the CIA, correct? Yeah, CIA starting work into psychic abilities using using people, running experiments on people, um, trying to do what they call, like, for example, one thing was remote viewing, which is essentially where one of these psychic soldiers that they equate it to basically a Jedi warrior from the Star Star Wars stuff, So, which I think is pretty sick. I've kind of wanted to become a Jedi warrior all of a sudden, (laughs) but... Um, yeah, so they took these guys, they tried to hone in their psychic abilities and teach them to use them for defense, uh, and offensive purposes too, in terms of military. But for example, one interesting thing was it's called, the movie is called the men who stare at goats because, uh, spoiler alert, the guy actually in a military test setting, was able to stop the heart of a living goat. And so um, once he did so, it kind of like kicked off this bad curse towards that program, and the program started dipping into a lot more sort of evil intention stuff. Yeah. Um, Well, because the whole thing about the program is that it was a lot different than any other typical... Right. Like, what would you... Well, it's like they took like the hippie movement, basically, and all the psychedelics... Um, all of the, yeah, all of the, dr- the drugs, LSD, mushrooms it and stuff. And they tried to allow more... people to take the, take the drugs yeah. at, at, at the start. It was basically government, um, like soldiers that were specifically selected for this group mm-hmm. that they would use these psychic abilities because prior to this, the army or the military had sent out. Um, this general guy basically to dive into the world of psychedelic drugs and stuff and try to see if there's anything there because they had heard that the Russians were um, training their soldiers and practicing with this psychic ability type stuff. Mm -hmm. And so basically the U.S. was like, well, we need to do that. You go out there for, what was he out in the world? Probably seven or ten years by himself. Yeah. Trying to figure out and dive more into like the... The mystical the, mind realm. Yeah, the realm spiritual stuff. level. So like meditating, just being able to use more of your cognitive abilities. Yeah, and so he comes back basically with this full book of like a game plan of how yeah. to teach other soldiers how to use these psychic abilities. And for example, in the movie, um, one guy used his psychic abilities to find like a kidnapped us cia official or something uh that had disappeared he actually was able to sit in a room and they call it remote view but being able he was able to picture exactly where this guy was and that's kind of like how the movie goes too yeah is this guy is on some journey and he he feels 
he feels like directions of which way he needs to go is it kind of without like actually seeing them or anything and this reporter's along with him well he just keeps like going in the direction that his mind thinks that it needs to be taken and he eventually finds uh one of his buddies who was like sending him these messages of where to go without actually communicating with him at all it was unclear at the beginning like you think the see is it like an ex-cia guy yeah so it was it was actually the guy who started the whole um, research into this because he he was like kind of the first guy to have he it's, the theory goes is that he fell out of this helicopter in Vietnam hit the ground really hard and then he started to have these realizations of like wow when we're over here um whatever the percentage was 40% of the people whenever they see an enemy target actually are firing way above mm-hmm. the target because they don't want to kill anybody yeah and so he starts having these things of like, well, the mind is actually affecting these people in some way. So I want to dive in more of, into more of that yeah. and try to see what's there. So that's how he got started with it. I just thought and it was really... He was the one who was sending the main character of the movie messages. Yes. Subliminally being like, hey, it's in this direction, sort of. So the, guy, the original guy who started everything, what was his name? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Well, he... I just thought it was really interesting because everything I've ever thought about, like, the U.S., like, what do you, would you call it, Army, CIA, any of that stuff, you think it would be so strict and so by the book and no... And meant for good? Well... Probably. Well, like... No, this was still, okay. I would say, good. Um, But, like, just to see them, like, you... It was more important for this guy, for them to tap into the, like, their abilities and connection with like earth and like other people rather than like started it just like listen to me and be like this and be super disciplined like i just thought that was really interesting well like that was the whole that was the whole kind of the whole point of the program was they were doing something like it was called the new earth army or whatever yeah it was Um, really cool they were doing something completely different so what she's saying is like typically you see army officers and stuff yelling at their um, subordinates, like the people right. below them, like, hey, get in line, we're doing this, like, this, there's that. there's no room for creativity. This guy, or... Yeah, this guy took it from a completely different perspective because he was handling yeah. higher mind type of stuff that, like, isn't typical army stuff. Yeah. So he was like, take your shoes off, take your feet, or let's just connect start dancing, with connect yeah. with earth, like... It was just... Was, yeah. It was so cool, and I think it um, is such a good message that, like, you really can tap into more of your abilities if you... I guess. I don't know. I I think it's really... I thought it was so cool. Um, I've been trying to, but... I just didn't even know they ever did that. (laughs) I think it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy, but Um, then something interesting... I don't want to ruin the movie, but, like, he kills that goat, and then... Well, not he. the, The one of his subordinates, like... It's it doesn't help well, that like we're not using character. any names. Yeah, it's like the main character. Yeah. of the movie that the. But he was really good, guys. and he, and that was the yeah, whole thing. They would powers. use they would use their abilities for good and to lift people up. It was, I wouldn't you say? So the second well, he kind at of the did at the start evil. they at the start they did use their abilities for good. Yeah. But then they had the classic one guy who's like, oh, mm. um, you know what? So at first this this whole initiative was like, can we see? Can we see what's going on with other governments, where they're moving people, where they have people that we want, um, and can we figure out intelligence and information uh, without actually being in physical con- 
conflict, like shooting at each other, blowing each other right. up. The guys who were initially brought into this program um, were basically, like I said, Jedis in the sense of the uh, Star Wars movies where it's like they're a force for good, like they yeah. don't want conflict. They want to see if there's some other way to conduct war without actually causing casualties. Yeah. But then there's this one guy in the group who naturally is like, ooh, what Like, what does it take to break the mind? Like, we need to figure out what to do whenever we're interrogating somebody to completely break them and make them spill all the beans, everything. So, like, they went into just terrible torture techniques yeah. and, like, they would play songs repeatedly for undisclosed amount of times because nobody knew that any of this was going on, really. Like, it was a secret op for 20 years in the military. And this led into... This guy... Um, who started doing these bad experiments, led it into MK Ultra, which is dosing people with large amounts of LSD, like subjecting people to the most psychological stress you could possibly subject them to, like uh, isolation for months or years or whatever with flashing lights constantly oh, was... with terrible music on like like they literally so were trying to break people mm -hmm. completely like figure out what it took to completely break somebody and there's it, there's just a few stories that are just crazy of people who shot up a place like even in the movie they depict yeah. a guy coming out that like somehow escaped and he was just completely mentally after they Screwed. had like there's a story about yeah they acid. just fried his brain on acid basically then and then there's another story about uh i don't know her name and it didn't show it in the movie but there's a lady i believe who they like somehow put her through so much stress that it wiped all of her memories oh I hate she doesn't that. even didn't know who she was doesn't know anything completely wiped her brain but it's sickening and those guys just go in and basically free the prisoners that were just people that test were taken dummies, yeah. test dummies and they were just thrown in there that's yeah. it's absolutely insane but that whole no like one of the whole themes of all of that was um they were working one of the themes was like they were working with subjecting a human to like a terrible psychological stress and then letting react. them react to that and then they would slowly just keep amping it up mm -hmm. so that their baseline level of psychological stress was way higher mm. than what it typically should be for a human. Like you're more like if you're, this is going to be a terrible analogy, but <clears throat> like if you see, if you like continually are convinced that you're going to die, like because of whatever lights, drugs, whatever they're putting in you, like you're going to eventually get used to that because that's what they were yeah. doing. They were like building a getting tolerance. people a tolerance to yeah. terrible things happening to them and psychological stress just destroying them. And so to take it into modern day stuff, this Chinese balloon's kind of weird, folks. Yeah, seriously. This, Chine this Chinese this balloon's kind of weird. about from Cade for the past five days. I don't think I would have it's ever. Strange. It's it strange. It is strange. But you know what's stranger is that I haven't heard about this from anyone else besides you. And then, like, now, of course, now my TikTok's saying some stuff because we've been talking about... About the balloon or what I was saying about the other stuff? The balloon. Like, I haven't heard about it from anyone oh, else. Oh, it's probably just because I've been searching it a lot and talking yeah. about it, but... But you would think that would be something that more people it's, would be Okay, it's about. just a strange idea because I was sitting here thinking and I'm like... Okay, before the pandemic, 
pandemic. If we had a Chinese spy balloon or whatever, you know, some some <laughs> form of foreign government flying something over our heads, I feel like that people would be like, what is going on? What is going on? That's like, what I'm saying. It's like weird they would be how more alert. Because no alert. one's talking about it. But then following the the Demi, <laughs> it's like we've been desensitized, sort yeah. of like sort of like the whole what I was just talking about with MK Ultra yeah. is the desensitization. Yeah, desensitization of of our natural just like what is going on type of bullshit spectrum well, meter it's like because it's been adjusted it definitely has because people aren't freaking out as much i'm not even and not that it's a reason to freak out but it's like they're not this even is not normal about it or curious they're just like because honestly if you wouldn't have kept talking about it and you would have just told me the one the first time i would have been like eh, weird okay whatever like but this is not normal it's not but i'm just so like but that's so strange to me because like it, it almost it makes is. it almost makes it click in my head is like is this a test like is this I was talking to you last night and I was like what if they're just flying this balloon over our heads and I've had a couple of thoughts about this but like first off it's like okay what if it's nothing's actually harmful about it but what if the government like knew more about it than they said they did because they let they let it fly across the entire continental U.S., like literally mm-hmm. just in a perfect line across many of our where many of our bases are, our nuclear bases are held, everything. So but funny. like, take it as not even being something bad. Maybe what if they're just using this balloon to judge people's reaction to the idea of something foreign flying over their heads? Because if we're going to become a more like globally. Um, intertwined society with these other countries, it makes sense to kind of run a little test and be like, hey, are they going to completely freak out if they see something Chinese owned above their heads? Or like, could we, or will they not overreact? And then like, we may be able to work with the Chinese to produce satellites, whatever, together. And then, you know, we're, we're using less resources, everything, because we're working as more of a globalized society. First off, terrible idea is what my opinion is. Not that, it's, <laughs> not that it qualifies anything, but, um, and also it's just a conspiracy theory, sort of just like something I was thinking about. I was like, maybe they're, because the reaction, I would be willing to bet on, not really any evidentiary basis besides just a feeling, a hunch. But I'd be willing to bet that people would have reacted way harsher at before the pandemic than they than now. Because I feel like people now or, are like, dude, I'm done with this shit. Like whatever, what just let it go. I'm not even gonna think about it. Like Twitter might be blowing up about it two years ago or three years ago before the pandemic. And now I'm like, I really am not hearing anyone talk about this. I'm not saying there isn't, but but people definitely would have talked about it because there's still, there was still some of that like war on terror stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we don't like the idea of other people flying things, planes, balloons over our airspace. Yeah. And then now it's like most of the people that I've heard are like, yeah, this is weird, but like, don't worry about it. It's whatever. Like, I'm not worried about it. And I'm not worried about it either, but it's, like, suspect. It's, like, it almost seemed like a little media test where it's, like, are people going to be... How how freaked out are people actually going to get? Yeah. Or can we start doing some of this? More regularly for other... Yeah, like, weird... Reasons. Weird, weird reasons behind it, but I just don't see how... 
it, it seems ultra convenient that the balloon comes from China, crosses all the way across and, Canada, basically, and then flies right down through Montana, Wyoming, where's where we store a lot of our nuclear launch silos and we have sensitive uh, military bases and stuff all along that all along that path that it flew and it even flew over Whiteman Air Force Base, which is in Missouri, and that's like a big a big <laughs> one for kind of secretive nuclear stuff and yeah. That meme so was so funny though. Huh? That meme was so funny. Yeah, the, I love that. The first image, the Chinese. Um, <laughs> snapped from Missouri and it's a it's a meme of like a fat <laughs> like redneck. Sort of redneck guy throwing up a beer to the satellite. <laughs> He's got like his shirt ripped out. off, his shorts are all trying to knock it out. That's it, crazy. That's that, that so is funny. really that funny. is Missouri though. Yeah. That's so Missouri. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Um it's funny as shit. But it's it, it just made me think of like the sort of the desensitizing a population or type just, stuff. Not even desensitizing, but I think, like, with the pandemic, like, even if you really stayed true to whatever position the whole entire time, mm -hmm. it kind of gets to a point where you're like, F it. Like, I really don't I care. I don't have the time to care about People it. are going to do whatever they want to do. Like, I'm not going to try to be passionate yeah. in my opinion anymore. Yeah, but that's, that's what's fascinating is, like, I've started to realize that, too, is that whenever stuff happens, like the pandemic that did yeah. happen you're wrapped in that little time loop of like just insanity for so yeah. long that once you get out of it, you just almost want to be naive. Yeah. You're like, you want to sit here that. and you, you want to believe nothing bad's happening. You want to turn your eye to it. But at the same time, like theoretically those types of events that are really suspect and really cause you a lot of like we got like no explanation no. for how long no, but COVID lived in our society and like wear masks and do this and now it's just kind of like gone. No one's getting COVID anymore. It's because, there's no it's, explanation it's because there's nobody wants to take responsibility for yeah. anything that happened. We're just people overstepped. Under the rug. People overstepped in it a affected, lot of ways. It affected, and it affected a lot of stuff. It affected schools. It affected it affected our everyone's economy. lives. Everyone's lives look differently now because of it. Yeah, honestly. And no one's talking about it. Like, it just happened, and now it's over. And no, not a lot of people are sick from it anymore. Okay, but if you get something completely wrong, and you cause things to go certain ways because you were literally just wrong, and you you would affect the world in, yeah. in a way that it was affected yeah. through the pandemic, like, you're going to run from all responsibility. And then it was it was held on for so long, and, and everybody was so... Everybody was told so many wrong things yeah. and told to the, believe them. And there were the water was just muddied with so many lies yes. that it's like there's no true sorting that situation out because there's just too much too much chaos thrown in with it. Like too many lies, too much deception, too deception. much manipulation, too much overstepping, too much or wrongful authority being yeah. used across people across the entire world. And... Now it's like, okay, we'll stop. We won't do, we won't continue this pandemic, but like, we're not saying sorry. Do you think, no, they're not. And they're not even like explaining anything and whatever. It's Does, like, that part it's doesn't like even Biden matter. saying the pandemic's over, but he's not going to gonna... end it officially until May. It's like, okay, whatever. What? It, it, it was all, the pandemic's been all... over for a year and a half or two years for people who have been ahead of the curve and actually have a clue about anything. Sorry, that's. I know. That's the facts, though. Do you like, think they're going to, the U.S. or 
I don't know, the whole entire world is going to try to do another pandemic thing because I know a few months ago when they were try- talking about monkeypox, like I knew people were like, oh, it's the next COVID. And I was just like, oh, thank God yeah. it actually wasn't because. I, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously we're, we're at the point where or they whether you want to call it gain of function or not, you, we, there are these pharmaceutical companies and groups that are running tests and, and manipulating viruses um, to form new viruses and to try to predict, Why? they say to try to predict, uh, well, there's the Project Veritas video that we saw where the guy is sitting at the dinner table talking to another guy about how he's like, he's like the head of research or he's like the second head of research for Pfizer. Oh. And he's talking about how oh. it's not gain of function, but he's like, we have scientists that are manipulating viruses and evolving viruses so that we can try to better predict what is going to come and then ha- already have like a vaccine developed for it. And he's like, but it's not gaining research, but also at the same time, like, 100%. don't tell anybody because that's not supposed to get out. And you, it seems crazy to trust scientists with evolving viruses is basically what he's saying. The video's yeah, out there. You no, can see it. No it's a guy in a cafe, but he's literally like, we shouldn't be doing this, but it's kind of crazy. Um, but also it's more complex than just saying it's gain of function research. I get and that. I get the I, idea that it comes from some a good, sort of evil. It has to. I mean, well, it's just it's just, just like, like MK Ultra. Like they had their test dummies, quote unquote, actual human beings. Like we're kind of the test dummies. Yeah. That, and well, we were in that situation. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's why I just think it's. And just, that's the the whole world was. I think that's why so so many people are so passionate about. It's not just okay, like let's wear a mask and get over this. It's the whole principle of what they're doing to us. Yeah. Well, it's the whole it's the whole principle too that pharmaceutical companies have been corrupt since the beginning of time, since the beginning, since their inception. And everybody has known this. And even the people on the left, like Joe Rogan will talk about it a lot. The people on the left, if you're a true lefty, you hate the pharmaceutical companies too. And before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you did because they, the left stood up for like civil rights in that, in that field of, in that field. And now like, it was just this blatant, we're following it because the people that we voted for and the people whose ideals we align with are telling us to do it. So like we're, we're on board with that. And plus it comes from the belief standpoint yeah. of like, hey, I believe that I want to help everybody I can. Right. Okay, sounds and good that's in fine. theory, it sounds but good, that's but like, not the issue that's you, really prominent. You're not, you're not having the realization, the click in your head that this is experimental yep. and that they tried it on like a hundred people literally tried on like a hundred people. And then two weeks after they got their shots, they gave the entire placebo group the shot as well. So like, there's no evidence of like what that initial placebo group compared to people who got the shot, Mm -hmm. what that would turn out like. There's, they, there's no evidence. And they want they wanted to, well, that was a year or two ago. They tried to get all the documents released and then they want to wait 55 years for all of the COVID studies and documents to get released. Why do you think you, they wanted to do that? And why do you all think, at the same time, dead. why do you think that they keep saying, oh, we don't want to release the JFK files for 70 years. Oh, we don't want to do this for another 70 years. It's like you're literally waiting for everybody yeah. that was involved in anything. Even if there was anything bad, it's suspect. Yeah. Oh, it's so suspect. But from, it, it just seems like, a, let's wait until everybody who had anything to do with this is it's out here, and yeah. we can't hold anybody responsible because it's a bad look. It's just crazy. 
It's crazy. It I, is what, crazy. I think they're definitely. I think that it's not a super uncommon thing to just say. Like I think they through the pandemic they were trying to see how much control they can really have over us yeah. with their fear and stuff. And and then to do things in the future. Just, yeah. Like I think it is a little bit worrisome to think about what they're going to try to do to us in the future. But listen, it's not even. It's not even from the conspiracy, don't even take it from the conspiracy perspective of like the pandemic was completely caused to assert this evil force of power. Don't even look at it from that perspective. Look at it from like an oh shit perspective, like this Mm. happened, it was inevitable, whatever. Take it from that perspective and then look at still what they did. How could they gain off of it? Like how they tried to gain off of it. They looked at it as an opportunity. Like regardless of if it came negligently or because of On just purpose. natural causes or whatever like like whether the the virus was created and released by humans that just messed up which that 100%. seems to be the theory that's actually correct um <laughs> i'm just sorry or, but like how was it not well that's the thing we can go into that too if you'd like to talk to it about it but I don't like know. they've all other viruses uh diseases pretty much they've found like where it came from like they yeah. found it in a bat or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. this, they have not, they have not found it in, they didn't find it in any, any of the bat species around that area. Um, before this, it wasn't even able to transmit to humans. And then all of a sudden it is. And then months prior, a couple, like a month or two prior to like the official first, like, oh crap, there's a virus that escaped. Something went down at this Wuhan lab and we don't know exactly what happened or what was said because the waters are muddied with all the Chinese secretive talk and stuff. But well, there's evidence about them talking about how there's like a been a huge accident. There's been like a huge fuck up, basically. And these are some of the people smartest are people held, in the world. I some don't of the people who are going to be held accountable yeah. for it. And then there's this lady who came onto Fox News, and I've seen her in the news. I can't think of her name, but she came out and said. Um, hey, world, basically at the, at the start of this pandemic, she's like, I'm running from China right now. The government's trying to catch me. I've, I'm in like a semi-safe location, but like I can't talk long because, That's so you crazy. know, whatever. And um, she was the first one to sort of blow the whistle and be like, hey, this came from this lab. Like right. they had been working on um, mutating viruses to be able to transmit into humans and make them more contagious more deadly and so like that's just it's weird and it's also super weird whenever you consider like what covid actually like who covid mainly affected which was a large majority the 65 plus with three or more comorbidities and then you consider what china's population is and china's population is a large majority of older people Mm -hmm. large large majority of older people and so because of the yeah, well, One they just time. had the huge yeah. growth in, like, the early, mid-90s, you know, and then they started instituting all these, like, one-child policies yeah. and stuff. So they slowed down their own population to the With point that. now that a lot of other countries have as well. They've been slowing the growth of their population. Well, what that causes then is a disproportionate amount of older people eventually who can't work, who can't, right. so can't they are do everything. Cashing in their so they're cashing in but they're like they're overcashing in because we don't have population growth to offset mm-hmm. the what they're taking out. Yeah. So like it's running Absolutely. things like social security into the ground in America, mm-hmm. but in China they're largely 
their economics are largely run off of factories um, and just production of goods. Well, if you don't have factory workers, then you're going to be screwed. Right. And like there's been an expert on, um, I just throw Joe Rogan out because like I listen to a lot of his stuff and he has cool experts on. Um, But there's an expert about this talking about how the downfall of China is coming, the downfall of Russia is coming, of these countries who um, their populations are on a steep decline. And unless humans start having more kids, then we're going to see a lot of falls, like a lot of, a lot of decline, which it may be, maybe, um, there's hope in like the robotics field. Like maybe what we traditionally, what people were scared of is like robots taking over jobs, taking over factory jobs and stuff. But like now maybe, you know, it might be kind of an okay thing to a certain extent because like they'll be able to keep society up if they're able to do perform jobs that like we just don't have people for. Mm-hmm. But that's not the long-term goal. Like humans and any animals all struggle to live. Like it's all a struggle to live. So like I, you just want, like if something bad happens right now, like say a meteor were to crash down on earth right now, you would want as many humans on earth as possible at that moment because it gives you a better chance to have some living after that huge extinction event, you know, mm-hmm. like it gives, like, it's just more, more chances more for resource. life to like proceed on yeah. throughout the universe. Put and so instead of like limiting ourselves and literally depopulating ourselves. Yeah. It's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. So, but I know Elon Musk has taken the stance sort of too, where he's like, this might be for different motives. <laughs> Who knows with him? But he's like, the earth is actually, in the past 10 to 20 years, um, on been on like a relatively steep decline because people aren't populating as much and like people are waiting to get older. They're having yeah. fewer kids. Um, and that might just be sort of a sign of like intelligence going up mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, I need a job first. Like I don't need to, I don't need to have kids at 14 because I might get eaten by a cougar yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, there's more purpose for people than just repopulating too yeah i guess what what was i going into though with i kind of got off track um but they were talking about how the vaccine not the vax um the jab (laughs) we'll call the jab oh gosh the jab um how like some people were saying like wow how convenient for china um well this guy on rogan was saying anyways he's like china has like a declining population like it's messed up to think that they would do something like this. And he's not saying that they did, but he's like, you could see sort of like a bad lining with this in the sense that they could have been creating this to try to wipe out a lot of the older population to try to level things out a little bit more, um, to get rid of like those potential future problems that they're already seeing in their own population. They're like, Oh, young kids will be fine without this. And that's or what they, they preached. They were like, that's what they preached the whole time. It was people 65 years and older or like they already had a... But everybody else had to go along with it too. Condition. Yeah, yeah, to save those people. To save those or people, Or to put yeah. those people in... That's of something course, that bothers it's hard. It's hard because it's like, in one aspect, it's like, if you think about it from a not using like your feelings standpoint, just yeah. logically, like that doesn't make any effing sense. But if you're thinking about 65 years and older we all have like a grandma or grandpa that age or older so then it 
plays into the role of your own feelings. Are, You're like, yeah, yeah, I do want to keep those people safe because if there is any truth to this and I can do something to keep those people safe, then I want to. So right. it's, it's really manipulative. It is manipulative because it plays on your heartstrings and it yeah. plays with your emotions. No one wants than, to put someone in a bad right. position. Right. Especially. And, but if you're, if you're instantly, if there's such strong opinions that are being thrown as like, if you don't get this, then you yeah. will directly be affecting yeah. other people. Then it's like trying to make someone feel guilty for asserting their own logical opinion, right. their own their own thoughts of their heads, and that's where things get slippery. Things mm. get dangerous because you're telling someone to do something because of a belief, not necessarily like a logically based thought. Yeah, like telling telling all of the healthcare workers six months or a year after the pandemic even started after, they after they've been around it the entire time day in and day out without any vaccine that with they have sick to patients. like those people and, and and at the time too when we there were studies out saying how effective natural immunity is at protecting you it was something ridiculous like 30 times better than yeah um any of the vaccines had been touted as even but vaccines are never it's just but more than how like ironic, 20% that's another effective. route we could go to is they come out with at the start of the pandemic whenever the vaccines were first released yeah um which they obviously helped a lot of people in certain ways so i can't the say vaccine's good modern that. medicine is good we're, it's, we're it's talking helped about us live how longer. the media it's just the fact that it should was, it should absolutely yeah. be your choice yeah and you shouldn't feel you know pressured. compelled to do it because you shouldn't you feel think, pressured because yeah. you think that you're directly killing somebody if you don't do it it's like it's just such a intense way of looking at things it's like do it but everything's existential everything's yeah. do or die it's like climate change do or die right now yeah. we have to do a full switch right now it's like no guys let's rationally think about this let's <laughs> ease into it find the best way because like it's like with anything you can you can come up with an idea think about like an advertising scheme to get your idea off the ground. But like you can jump in that little stream of thought and like follow that idea to its completion. Or you can take like another week to see if four other different options open up in your head that you think about and try to pursue, like make a rational decision of what the, what the best one to pursue is rather than yeah. like, oh, electric batteries. Okay, so now we have to mine all the lithium out of Africa. We have to... Uh, get all the silica, all the minerals from countries who are essentially being used as slaves. Like, we're not just the U.S., but all of the major countries are in places like Africa, in places like Afghanistan, Kuwait, like all of these mineral-rich, oil-rich places, and we're taking it, basically. So, like, you think about your iPhone, like, some kid is mining... Not necessarily some kid, I guess. That's like a very bad view of it, like a pessimistic view. But most likely down, down the line somewhere, somebody is probably not getting paid for that. No. Somebody's being extort extorted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so... Their labor is not being compensated in the right and where was i going with this it's like well it's, it's just like you don't whole, you gotta you gotta fully examine the entire it's not, scope it's you not gotta, necessarily like to solve an issue do or die it's more like let's take this step in making it better like for example with the whole pandemic here's an idea like right that, um if you're sick stay home until you feel better and you're not contagious or you don't have a fever and then go out. It's not like, oh, I've, I've not been, I like, you know, during the pandemic, there were months and months and months where I, I wasn't sick personally. Why should I be walking around 
everywhere with a mask on. And of course, there's going to be people that, you know, give me real answers yeah. and they think that this is a, this is a great reason for you to wear your mask or it isn't. But it's just kind of like, you know, why don't we just do the things that we can control? Like don't going out, don't go out when you're sick. If yeah. you feel like you want to wear a mask because you're just getting over something and you don't want to give that to someone else, then feel free. It. Do it. But like just doing it for kind of no reason is just well, silly. But I know silly. there's probably going to be a lot of. It's silly too because like people it was think. like, it was, it split society between. And here's, here's the thing too. Um, I want to get, I want to do some more research into this because I think if you look at it within the past 25 ish years plus, like the government has realized that they can use emergency events to do extreme, like mm -hmm. to to overreach in extreme ways with their power. And that's where you look at 9-11, um, immediately after 9-11, the Patriot Act was dropped on us, which allowed the government to essentially spy on any U.S. citizen without really any any... Um, permission like they could just come up with some bs excuse and be like i'm spying it's on a false sense. <coughs> it's like because after 9-11 <coughs> obviously all of the protocols in the airport got so much stricter but it really is a false sense of security because they've run and they've run so many tests about, where yeah. like people on the inside bring in bombs or whatever sort of weapon and they don't catch it because right. they've hit it in such a way that they know <coughs> so like it's just a false a false sense of security going into a sports game now and you have to have a clear baggie so you can see i mean really if you wanted just to if you baggie, wanted guys. to bring something in if you wanted to do something I'm sure bad you, could find you absolutely way. can walking around with a bunch of masks in a grocery store oh that should make you feel safe it's a literally a false sense of security i yeah, i touch a lemon i'm sick i put it back down you touch that lemon you bring it home and eat it you're gonna get sick that's just like well it's just not a and great... you very well could not get sick too well I yeah mean, like you just you don't Absolutely. you don't know and but it's just I've like talked to, it's not the end yeah, all be all the pulmonologist the lung doctor comes in and i was at i asked him i straight up asked him i, I was like what do you like if i'm go back to school do you think I need to wear some sort of mask or something? And he's like, he had a surgical mask on and he pulls it down. And he's like, no, he's <laughs> like, I like if you're going to wear any mask in N95 is about as good as it gets. But right. even then, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. And also he's like this surgical mask, it cut it, it protects you from absolutely nothing. And then he said, besides the flu. So I don't know if it's because the flu's particles are bigger and the mask can actually catch it, or maybe because the flu is mainly transmitted through like sputum, you know? Yeah. Like spit or like moistures or in the bodily. air that you, the particles. But he was like, it doesn't protect you from COVID. It doesn't protect you from any of that. But then everybody, a everybody, saying a lung doctor, yeah. like respiratory. And then I'm sure there's lung doctors other way, other Probably, areas that yeah. would be like, oh my gosh, no, you have to. Like, yeah. it's just a really. And it's not to say that it doesn't dec decrease your changes, right. changes to some extent. It probably does. But do the benefits outweigh the negatives? Like, right. does the benefit of like maybe decreasing it by like a 10% chance or 20% chance of getting this COVID stuff that pretty much if you're healthy, you're fine from. Um, is that worth breathing in your own carbon dioxide all day? Is that worth not having any face-to-face -face interactions with any other humans the entire day? Is that worth putting them on a six-year-old kid in school uh, oh. who mainly learns off of facial expressions for, for two to three years? Like that's the amount of growth that can be stunted in that 
amount of time is just insane. And the fact that there were so many people that were like so eager to do it too, to do it. Like kids, kids' immune systems are healthy. They're, they're very active immune systems because they are little snot balls. Yeah. But like, you gotta, you gotta allow kids to be kids. And, and they weren't, a lot of them were stuck at home. Like think about how many uh, mental disease rose through the pandemic. Oh my like, gosh, just not being drastically, not being able to do around anything. your friends. Yeah, or not getting sunshine. Yeah, just not even getting sunshine. I mean, <clears throat> I did a couple college classes just on my computer from home, and it was awful. Like it was just you know, there's no connection, and then I'm just no thinking connection. about like a young kid. Yeah, well, it has to be so hard to, for them to just sit there and focus or right take anything away from it, and that was for years that. People I think I think people school. might be I, I know there was like a twenty or thirty percent rise in the past couple of years of people who are doing some alternate form of school schooling, mm-hmm. like whether it's homeschooling yeah. or I think it was actually specifically homeschooling that saw like a thirty percent rise in homeschooling. Yes. Because I think people their parents, whenever they were at the home with their kids that were the kids were on Zoom or something, like they were able to see like what is actually being taught well, to my kids. these poor teachers, like, I mean, how are you supposed to teach a class of seven-year-olds yeah. and have them, you know, be engaged the whole time? They're and also, it's a luxury to think that those kids' parents can be at home for them to do this. Yeah. Like, that's not the case for a lot, a of, lot of families. Yeah. I have, we have good family friends, and they started homeschooling their kids maybe when all of the the mask stuff hit here, sit, or hit here. And they were sent home and then they're still homeschooled now. And I mean, obviously it's a luxury and not every family can do that. But I, I sometimes look at the things that they're talking about and it's like, I did not learn this in LPS. Right. And so they're (laughs) probably getting an even better education or an education that is tailored to help you use it in real life. Like, we're not going to teach you all this bullshit. We're going to teach you things that you can apply it doesn't make any sense to me either because like so that's kind of cool. this is kind of a different route and we can go down if we want to or not. I'll try to make a quick point of it, but I listened to that guy talking on that podcast that I was telling you about how he farms his land in a completely different way. They call it um, what is that called? Regenerative farming. <clears throat> so he doesn't doesn't till his land as often. He doesn't use all of the glyphosates and um, chemically chemical fertilizers, uh, the ammonia, stuff like that. <clears throat> he doesn't use that. What he does is he lets all, like his animals free roam. His chick, he has chickens, turkeys, guineas, ducks, mm-hmm. cattle. Um, I think, I believe that's it, but he owns over 3,200 acres of land and he essentially is trying to do things the natural way. Let the animals refertilize the ground naturally. And, um, he actually, instead of producing CO2 emissions from farming, which a lot of most people do, obviously, if you're like the, the natural way or the modern way of farming, he actually is capturing and taking out like thousands of, I don't know what you, what the unit of measurement is for the carbon dioxide, but he's actually sucking it out of the air. Like his farm is good for the environment. And yeah, like another sign really was cool. just like, he has an area on his land where his farm meets the creek mm-hmm. and his neighbor's farm meets the creek at the same area, the water is completely different colors. Mm-hmm. The water from his neighbor's farm is all this brown, like turd water looking <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then his is completely clear. 
And what he says is that he, by not like tilling the land and oxidizing all of the, um, what are those called? Microorganisms, I guess, in the, in the soil. Um, his, his soil is actually healthier, way healthier than his neighbor's because his neighbor uh, tills the land, applies all of these uh, unnatural fertilizers, and then basically whenever he gets a big rain, it takes all of the topsoil off of his land. So like his neighbor's soil is actually subsoil that he's using to farm because all the good topsoil is gone. It's washed away from all of these other, these chemicals and the way that they cultivate the land. So his, like his topsoil is really healthy and like he can retain, if there's a huge water, if there's a huge storm, his field can retain all the water and it doesn't cause as much damage unless it's just something crazy, you know? Um, But he's, I, I think, I think my point being with that long story is that I wish they would change the school system to where they're teaching kids to raise food on their own. Like maybe we maybe we get away from all of the massive farming, the the modern techniques of like these big cattle farms. Um, and obviously, there's probably still going to be a need for that because of the cities. Right. But like if more people started doing all of that stuff on their own, you'd probably see a large growth in mental in mental health wellness from those people who did that, as well as. Um, more wealth because you're not spending all of the money at the grocery stores you're doing your, yourself and you'd see a positive impact on the environment because you're just creating like a natural area for everything to revitalize itself the earth needs the earth needs the shit from the animals to be fertilized <laughs> and the animals need to eat from the earth yeah. so like let them do their thing yeah. and then you just you raise your own stuff you know go work for it a little bit and nobody wants to after a long work day but I, I think I think like school needs to teach you practical yeah. things. You know, right. they need to teach kids how to invest. They need to keep and like actually teach them. Mm-hmm. Don't just make them take one general ed class on investments. And you or give the definition finance. of what a Roth IRA is. Like actually, no see kid how understands can, that. No. Show them how to make money. Yes. Show them how to make money. If they knew how to make money, then they would. Though you know exactly. what I mean. So. It's exactly. hard. Like, it's, it's just one of those things that, like, even that farmer, like, he took the time and was like, okay, I know everyone else farms this way. And, you know, it's a mass yeah. production and they, you know, they they get what they want out of it. But let me see if I can do it in a way where I still get my food, but I can make it better for the environment. I can kind of make my stuff work for itself. Like, right. And he was smart enough to go against the grain and, and, and that's learn the thing. for himself, which is like, cool. Like he, he explained how difficult it is to do that. And like, he's like, I do not have anything bad say bad to say about modern farmers because like, I completely understand. He's like, right. I did that for 20, 30 years. And I, I just know, chose to do know. it this way because I felt like I should. Yeah, is basically what he's saying. And the issue is it is uh, a large part financial. <coughs> the issue is large in large part financial, because so he's he was explaining this, and he has to buy like for all of his animals, <coughs> for his cows they're just grass fed, but then they have hay as well but his chickens need this organic food um and all of his turkeys need this organic food and so um when he orders all of this grain in it's way more expensive and uh he sees like a 30 percent reduction in profits 
by for doing it that way. Like he'll he'll explain how in the supermarket you can find a four pound chicken for like a dollar something a pound, and then his chicken is like four fifty a pound, and it's like a four pound chicken. So he his prices are astronomically higher because it it takes more money to do it that way. But the way he sees it is like I'm there's always there's gonna be a market for that. People there's gonna be people who want to eat the healthiest food that they can possibly eat. And we can go into that too about the cows thing. He talks about how like his cows on his land, he usually butchers them around um two years old and then if he would not butcher them, they would last to be 24, 20, 24, 26 years old. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> but cows on like a factory farm, they butcher them at like 18 months, two years old. And he's like, I don't have the data to back this up, but <clears throat> I wouldn't expect those cows to live more than like a year extra after that, which is why when the pandemic started and all the meat processing plants shut down, He's like, that's probably why we saw them just killing all of these animals and slaughtering them and not not taking the meat off of them, not sending them to any... Well, all the packing plants were closed, basically. That's why they didn't send them. But um, that's why they killed them, because he's like, I don't think they would have lasted longer yeah. if they didn't. Because <clears throat> it's just such an unnatural, bad environment. Yeah. And it's not like they're... like. They're not, for the most part, getting abused or anything, but it's just like not a good. Maybe not. As it's just not nature, as it could be. you know. Yeah. It's just not nature, and they're they're fed steroids, they're fed hormones, they're <clears throat> overweight. Like his cows, his cows at that two year stage are around eleven to twelve hundred pounds, and they have two to three um, eighths inch of fat on their back, which is like a good measurement that they use to kind of tell what the fat content in the entire body is, and so. Two years old, 1,100, 1,200 pounds, two to three eighths inch of back fat compared to the factory farmed cow, which is 18 months, two years old, um, 14 to 1,500 pounds with three quarters of an inch of back fat. So his food is more natural, more healthy. There's going to be more vitamins, more nutrients in that meat as opposed to <clears throat> a meat that's just fat, basically. Not just fat, but you know, you know, it's like pumped, a way higher percentage of, of fat, pumped full of steroids, antibiotics. Like, so that's a heavy episode, but yeah, it's kind of. He was just trying to say, you know, I I understand how everybody else <clears throat> feels. I understand why everybody else farms the way they do. Um, with his his factory, he does all of the packing, all of the shipping, all of that stuff. So he takes on. He said he had like around $22, $24 million worth of um, assets basically in the farm. And he's like, other farmers, like they may, they may not have near as much as that because they call these big meat industries in. These big meat industries pick up the meat. Like they, they handle all of the rest of the process, um, whereas he does it all on his own. So he's like, yeah. it's, not, it's not as affordable for me to do it because I'm having to do it all a certain way and and that's by his own doing but it was interesting to hear about for sure definitely all of this reminds me of like this paper I wrote in college about yeah. food being so highly processed and yeah. kind of like what you're saying just mass produced mass pushed out and everything and yeah. 
just like the pesticides and fertilization and, and everything that's in the food and it just disrupts the soil and everything and it's fake and um you know whatever it's just my opinion it's not fact or whatever but I turned it in and my teacher's like response to it was like well the reason why people mass produce food is so that everyone can get fed because like there was maybe there was a point where right. people like weren't getting fed so it is a good thing it's not necessarily a bad thing and not everyone can pay no it's for, not bad you yeah. know whatever Absolutely. percentage more it is to have organic food Absolutely, or, or yeah. things like that which is such a good point um it should be accessible for everyone but it's just like just because i feel like it should doesn't mean it is and yeah. it's you have to we have to at some point though and i think society's treating that way we have to realize that that pack of meat may be $4 more expensive, but it may save society as a whole a much larger cost because of the effects that it has on the environment, on yeah. um, literally anything. Yeah. So, like, we have a huge issue with that, with the topsoil in the United States. Um, there's a good ep- couple good episodes out there, again, on just Joe Rogan stuff, but he, he talks with a lot of experts who are very concerned about the topsoil in our country because like for example one guy he has on there says that an orange in 1930 compared to an orange now in in 1930 that same orange had about three times as many nutrients and minerals because the soil was way better then you look at it and you're like well there has to be a faster or there has to be a better way to not mass produce our food and make it so un- unnatural and unethical and all these things. But then it goes all into the pharmaceuticals. Like if this is making us sick by eating those food, then we're going to be paying in for healthcare yeah. costs. It's, it's just a cycle. They, yeah. they want to trap you in and it's. And we play the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like that hair thing you were talking about. Yes. It is. All right, world. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Like, share, don't, Woo-hoo. don't, don't like, share. I don't really care. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hope you uh, have a good week.